lights up everything. It may be pouring down rain outside as we record this, but the flow of NHL news has dried up. There are reverse retro jerseys to talk about, so we will in excruciating detail. We'll also return to our series discussing the best blues player to wear every number. Bet you didn't think that was ever coming back, but it has because it's November and there are no games to talk about, so we're going crazy. Without further ado, let's get started and let's go blues. Saturday, November 14th, and it is a very rainy night. Mm. It is very, one might say, magnificently wet wet outside, (laughs) maliciously precipitous. Uh, Those are the only M words I can think of associated Mm. with precipitation. (laughs) Uh, But um, in any case, uh, we have persevered. We have come through the rain. Well, it was dry, actually, to be fair. When we came inside, it was we both came in through the dry. So one of us might have to exit through the rain. We'll have to see. Right through the wet. I'm not going. And, <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's really not hockey news to talk about. Um, there's none. We could talk uh, at length about the uh, United States men's national team's return to action against Wales on Thursday, but... Did they um, win? We do have... They didn't lose. Oh, (laughs) boo, soccer. Boo, I say. Where's my shootout? Uh, But uh, we do have another podcast, so if you want to... We're going to record probably Monday. If you want to check out the, the Soccer Talk Lads podcast, you can check that out, too, for all your soccer talk. In the meantime, here we are, and uh, there is one one hot bit of goss. <laughs> the kids say, "You know how all the kids say." Oh yeah, hot bit of gotta goss. spill the gotta spill the tea. I think uh, kids say right. they probably don't say that Ooh, anymore. We're spilling the tea all over these reverse retro jerseys, baby. Uh, the reverse retro jerseys. Here they are. They're not revealed yet. They're revealed on Monday. We're seeing the whole thing. I believe so, yes. I can't yes. wait. It's going to be a disaster. We're going to rank all 31 next time, right? Mm-hmm. We got st- Oh, we have we to. Got we st- got to look at all of them because <laughs> some of them are going to be, they're all going to be unique and fun. They're all going to be but terrible. Some, some are going to be gross fun. Yeah. But some will just be pure fun. Yeah. God, please nobody do a bo- like an actual boring one. I've seen, uh, oh my God, how do you say the, the name of this website? Aesthetics? Aesthetics, yeah. Aesthetics. <laughs> gives me a lisp um they've basically taken every retro reverse retro jersey that's like been revealed uh in terms of like just the little clips that the nhl has shown of each jersey and they've looked at the inside of the collar where it gives you like the year that the jersey was originally like worn in mm-hmm. or the design at least was and they basically merged all this information together to make like a a guess at what the jersey will be for monday and some of them do look very fun and some of them look really like the winnipeg jets one makes my heart cry like it just looks so sad Mm -hmm. so gray and sad but yeah some of them look really good i'm especially a fan of like what the kings are probably gonna do anything with purple and yellow baby give me that purple and yellow um 
But yeah, the blues one has gathered some some controversy that's been divisive, uh, one might mm, say. Yes. Because the blues have decided to go with the 1995 uh, clown jerseys. You might know them as like the retro fourth jerseys from last year that they wore at two games. I think it was supposed to be three, but damn you, COVID. So you get two. Um, they're the they're the ones you know. That's blue on top, transitions to a big red splotch along the bottom of the sleeves and of the the torso and some people like them i think a lot of people don't like those jerseys and that's fair they only wore them for three seasons i think the general consensus was miss but again they're like a fun 90s retro thing that everyone liked so the blues are going with that jersey and they're flipping the colors because it's reverse retro which means the primary is secondary the secondary color is primary so now they're going to be majority red for a team called the Blues, which breaks people's brains. Should we discuss or? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. We gotta dive in. We gotta well, milk. We gotta milk us. Let's talk about the Blues name in particular, because this is. Yeah, we're we're diving deep into the quite... Blues. So the St. Louis Blues folks are not named after a color, but they are. That's <laughs> <laughs> a circle. Time is flat. Here's the Time's thing. A flat circle. Here's the thing. If you name someone after a guy you know named jesus you're still naming him after jesus <laughs> so you know uh no i i think it's weird that people i think people on both sides are weird because i've seen some people who are like guys the blues are not named after the color blue and it's like yeah but it'd be weird for them to wear like green right mm-hmm. we can agree on yeah, that yeah it's like it still seems like the obvious color would be the thing <laughs> yeah. the color that right. is in the name uh in the same way that the red wings aren't named after red but it'd be or you know but it'd be strange for them to wear purple mm-hmm. uh predominantly but in any case on the other side of this thing it's like these jerseys are supposed to be weird mm-hmm. and there's still gonna be a lot of blue on them it's not like they're just red and orange. I'll give you. Whatever, I'll give you this: you know? if they switched literally all of the blue on the jersey for red, meaning the logo itself for red, I'm with you. I've you t- you've taken it too far. That's a different logo, completely gross. But mm-hmm. that's still blue. Yeah. These and these are one time. I mean, they'll probably wear them a couple of times, but like one year things. I don't think there anyone's gonna be wearing these the next year or something oh, like that. Oh hold up i hope I maybe think oh no several teams oh probably oh. Their permanent oh really dude i'm I, i'll go ahead and step on it <laughs> the mock-up yeah for the wild mm-hmm. if they don't switch over a hundred percent to that jersey <sighs> just go already just they're go out of their mind um so let's stay on the blues for a minute, and then we can look at some of these other mock-ups. Um, I like I, I know I like it. I like that the trumpets are there. Mm-hmm. Um, Love the trumpet logo. I like that. I, I don't know. I just like it. I like that it's red. I don't. It's it's supposed to be weird. I think that's you know. Like, I think that's what I run with is like yeah. I don't like that they're completely red. And if that was our primary jersey, I'd be like, what are you thinking? But because it's like a who gives a crap? We're doing weird jerseys now for you know to get people to buy some jerseys and they'll be fun to look at for a little bit, even if you think they're gross. It's like why not? I we as NHL fans do this all the freaking time, where it's like 
I want the NHL to stop being so wooden and set in its ways and boring. Mm. And then they do anything outside of the ordinary and we're all collectively like, but not that. (laughs) Please go back. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, the NHL, listen, the NHL tried something. The freaking NBA, and granted, I realize that they can do it more because it's a t-shirt and shorts, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not a complicated thing. Let's say on that thing. pants and but socks and the NBA has, and, like, yeah. each team has, like, 38 jerseys a season. <laughs> and some of them are bombs. But you know what? They sell a crap ton of mm-hmm. them. And that's all they're interested in. And that's fine. Because, you know what? That's... That's fine. I never, I don't, I've never understood when people are like, well, that's just a transparent money grab. And it's like, yeah, better that than they charge you $98 to walk into the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I'd rather you have people buying the jersey that I don't like to keep my ticket sale, my ticket price low. Better that than, yeah, they take off their games rights and you have to pay for games individually to watch them on TV or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So it's going to happen. It might. Yeah, I St. Louis Blues <laughs> Network. I will buy one of these. Oh, I'm pretty sure I'll get a Tory Krug red say, blues. It well, feels we like can't the right both thing. Get Krug, but Krug being on the blues already feels so damn weird. Right? It's like so, put him in this thing. Get, get a Kyle Clifford the big red jersey. <laughs> oh, <whoa! laughs> folks, folks, That's folks! So they big brained it. They galaxy brained it. <laughs> they were like, we gotta. Kids, the kids today, do they even make those books anymore? I'm sure the they kids don't. today <laughs> love Clifford. They're big into it. Yeah, uh, Kyle Clifford, the big red jersey, baby. I'm buying one. <laughs> I will be the only Blues fan to have a Kyle Clifford jersey, and I will be so proud. They'll be like, "Is that Kyle Clifford's cousin?" <laughs> Can't be anyone else but someone related to Kyle Clifford. Would he both wear that hideous, disgusting rag and have it be Kyle? I fucking admit to being related to Kyle Clifford. Honestly, as a jersey, this looks better than the original. You know, it really does to me. I think the red pop. You know, the red as a the blue as a highlight looks better with mm. the red base. I just I don't know I just like them I like them and from the other teams you could have done a lot worse like the Winnipeg Jets I oh. don't now listen these are just projections if you want to see what we're talking about go check out aesthetics.com um, the Winnipeg Jets their mock-up is like the original Winnipeg Jets jersey you know the kind that Thomas Steen wore mm-hmm. except just a gray front which as we'll talk about in a minute would be very much like winnipeg to do because winnipeg's jersey department makes bad decisions on a routine basis um that's part of their brand yeah uh i really like that the uh that the abs are going with a nordiques theme thing i think that's smart um i think the uh stars thing could be pretty cool if they do it you know if they do Kind of a, a former Stars jersey uh, with the old logo, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, kind of make it look a little more modern and a little less boxy. And yeah, dude, if those are if those are the real wild one, they need to do that for their main jersey. I was like, yeah, just switch to the North Star colors and be done with it. Minnesota Wild doesn't make any damn sense, so you don't need that damn logo. Um, I just, oh, baby, I don't get it. Um... 
What? I, that's our division. I think the quickly pa- scan the other one. I think the Pacific honestly looks like they have the most fun jerseys. Oh, by far. I think they almost buy. Give me them purple lizards all the time, baby. I think just by um, geography standpoint, they have to have fun jerseys because, like, you have you have to have fun jerseys to sell hockey in a market that is not hockey. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a hockey market traditionally. So it's like. Look, LA's got to have fun jerseys. Anaheim's got to have fun jerseys. Arizona's got to have weird-ass jerseys already, and then they're reversing the colors so they get bonkers. Yeah. The detail I like about this one is that you can tell even the like script on the back for the name is going to oh, be Oh, yeah, for the Ducks. Wacky. Yeah. That one's going to be the that's most the wi- outlandish. That's the Wild Wing uh, cartoon duck busting through the ice. On the jersey, it's like someone drew a, a cartoon, you know, on I don't know the cartoon character on the jersey is just busting out of the ice. It's a duck wearing a wearing a goalie mask. You've seen it, you love it, but you might not have seen it because I don't even know when these when the ducks wore this jersey. But you know what? It's better than the current jersey they wear. So I say stick with it. If there's one that someone's going to switch to as a primary, stick with this crazy ass wild wing <laughs> jersey. Make it happen. If there was a duck, I knew or cared about i might buy one of those right there's no john gibson i guess i really do like john gibson uh these arizona coyote ones are sick give me those all day i didn't realize they had like a desert scene along the bottom oh yeah it's like the coyote it's like the roadrunner cartoons where it's just the same eight frames (laughs) over and over again again. uh calgary flames bringing the bringing the horse look um the flaming horse head better than their current logos. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers could be sick. The LA Kings bringing back the purple and gold. Necessary. So Had to do, do it. it. Um, San Jose Sharks look bad. Oh, yeah, I know. They're gray. You don't flip to your old jerseys. They were so bad. But if they really do this kind of green and blue, like gradient. Uh, oh, for Vancouver? Jerseys, oh, baby. Give me those. I bought one of them. God, that looks so much better than the colors they were using in the old gradient jerseys. The, like, red into black mm-hmm. into brown. Oh, why? Like, why? It must have just been very depressing in Vancouver for a while. Made a lot of dis- questionable they have to be i'm sure there's like another if you pick a franchise i get franchises that have moved are gonna have very wide range of you know jerseys and colors because they obviously change the name and the colors like Mm -hmm. the hurricanes and the whalers and stuff but if you pick a team that has stayed in one location their entire life their entire franchise lifespan it's got to be Vancouver that's had the most like just random wacky ass colors and just logo changes and everything Mm -hmm. like they've had black and orange and yellow and brown and red and blue and silver and green like they've had all of these in different jerseys they've had like maroon and I think they have like a weird like gray and off-white one yeah they're they're all over the place yeah yep and the Vegas Golden Knights get a, a reverse retro because why not? I guess it's, I guess it's paying homage to uh, um, page. A, yeah, a team that played in Vegas in like the uh-huh. 90s as like a junior team or something. Yeah. I forget what they're called, but yeah. Comets maybe? I just closed the window. We'll never know. But I like that they have their third logo that sort of like uh, cross swords and star like we, as the main logo. We haven't gotten the Atlantic teasers yet, right? Mm-hmm. Those will be tomorrow. Oh, yeah, but the best part about those Vegas are... Thunder. Oh, okay. 
is uh the best part about those is the Bruins have a uh, meth bear back. I don't know oh, if you've seen yeah. the meth bear, but meth bear. Uh, that bear looks like it either has found meth and has been craving it its whole life, or, <laughs> or is currently on meth. From meth. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, the the <laughs> meth uh, bear. Carolina Hurricanes Whalers jerseys are back white. Uh, no surprise there. We'll discuss the Hurricanes uh, more in a bit. Spoiler alert. Um, the Washington, or excuse me, I keep seeing the stars on the sleeve and keep thinking it's Washington. Right, the yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets uh, with the uh, CVJ, the old CVJ logo, which was kind of kind of cool. It never mm-hmm. exactly connected. Columbus has always just been kind of middle of the road, like not exciting, but not terrible sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, New Jersey Devil, you know, they've got to bring back the Christmas trees. Those are undeniable. Uh, New York Islanders are going back to boring. They should have fishermen it. They screwed up. I know. Just bring the fishermen back. Bring back Gordon's fishermen. Yeah. Um, New York Rangers uh, can't do a lot that's retro, but they may have the old uh, Statue of Liberty logo. It's weird that they're not like flipping the colors, I noticed, Uh according to their teaser. So it's like not really a reverse retro, just a retro. Yeah, same sort of deal for the uh, Flyers a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. Orange will be the primary, but, um, you know, a lot of these just, there's not that much to change. Pittsburgh's mm-hmm. going to have the diagonal text. The Capitals are going back to the old Screaming Eagle logo, which I think is awesome, mm-hmm. uh, but it'll be kind of red and red and blue instead of that blue and brown coppery color which is a shame so yeah it's a lot uh, you know we'll have the full to discuss uh next time with all the actual final jerseys but i'm excited again i think we should encourage the nhl to do more weird crap i agree because why not why not you know um so uh with with jersey the hot the hot talk the hot goss as we talked about <laughs> Uh, Ian thought it would be wise. I disagree vehemently, but he's <laughs> doing it anyway. Uh, to discuss the uh, the top five and bottom five uh, jerseys in the league right now, in each of our opinions, and uh, as a consequence of that, I naturally have twenty on my list. <laughs> I'll explain why. I'll oh, explain no. why. Uh, but uh, do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to start things? No, I can. I can go ahead. So you picked you picked specific jerseys, mm-hmm. and I told you to do that. Yeah. After you asked me, um, after you cleared it by me, uh, but I I sort of just went with like kits generally speaking, and then I never changed to just doing singular jerseys. But I can I can pick from the the home and aways if you want. So obviously top five, St. Louis number one. I'm so I picked six in my top five because obviously gotta throw in the blues. Perfect jersey. I wish we had yellow numbers instead of the white. But other than that, fantastic. Uh, Calgary. I don't like Calgary as jerseys up until last year. Like they're all right, but they're even they're fantastic now because they are going with the retros as their permanent jerseys. So the red with the white C as their homes, the the white with the red C and the away as they look great. I've always loved those jerseys. The fact that they're wearing them now on a permanent basis is fantastic. It makes me care way less about the reverse retro because I'm like just wear your regular jerseys all the time now, Calgary. If there was a Calgary player I cared about, I would get a Calgary Flames jersey. <laughs> but again, none to be. I guess there's, a, I guess there's like a Chuck. Yeah. Eh, I don't feel that strongly. Um, New York Rangers. <laughs> a lot of these are classics. Always a classic. I love the 3D numbers and like name plating on the back of the Rangers jerseys. It's so good. Uh, never change. I, I think they're great. Again, sort of like the reverse retro thing. 
I see they have that uh, Statue of Liberty one that's coming out. Apparently, people love that, and I'm like, no, man, your your regular jerseys are so good. Uh, never change them. Never switch from them. Always wear the same ones. Montreal the same way. Uh, I just love their logo. I think it's such a great logo. Uh, I I get it confused with uh, Saint Cloud up in Minnesota has that logo, but mm. with just an ST in the middle instead of a H. Yeah. And whenever I see it, I'm always like, where do I know this from? Because something's <laughs> off. It's like being in Canada. You're like, this seems like America, but something's off. Philadelphia. I love the orange and black. I love orange and like any sporting team's colors more or less and i also really love their nameplates that they, they have an orange jersey for home but they have a white nameplate with black lettering on the aways they have like a black nameplate with with white lettering it just always sticks out to me compared to a lot of other teams that just go with the nameplate being the same color as the jersey uh it's it's always felt kind of weird and almost um junior level like or even like you know minor league level like mm-hmm. that's like we don't have the same color uh fabric so we just went with the next best thing but it's it stood out to me and is always really good and chicago which i know is sacrilege but i just i love the striping on the bottom i know dallas kind of stole it but it's just it always feels like such a classic to me and again if i didn't hate the blackhawks i would get a blackhawks jersey i even like their logo i like their secondary logo with the c and the tomahawks i sent you a picture like three years ago of like a hat that I found at Lollapalooza that was like pastel colored, very Easter looking oh, color. That was such a nice hat. That had the I secondary logo. I know. I wish I would have bought it. Oh, <laughs> I was like, God, was I could have owned one Chicago uh, Chicago Blackhawks piece of uh, piece of clothing, and no one would, no one would know. No one would know because they'd never have uh, they'd never give it a second look because it's not the Chicago colors. But yeah, those those are my top five. I honestly, if those Dallas third was jerseys. Yeah, oh, that's um, that's even better than I remember it. That makes me so upset. Why can't someone have colors like that in uh, hockey? It's like a powder blue and like a salmon pink. I mean, it's I mean, I'm sure it's awful on the eyes if someone has a whole kit that looks like that. But I'm kind of like, I'd be down for that. Make that a third Chicago. I'm sure you never will, but it'd be great. Um, but yeah, I think one of my favorite jerseys coming out though, and I know people didn't like it. And it might look like crap, so I might have to eat some crow, but I think those third Dallas jerseys, those like Tron looking jerseys, I'm kind of into that look. Mm-hmm. If those if those work on the ice, uh, again, if there was a single Dallas Stars player I like, <laughs> uh, can we just trade a Joe Pavelski? I mean, I'm sure no one owns a Joe Pavelski jersey. No one even talks about the guy, so you know, I get one of those. It's so underrated. I mean, it's shocking. Steven. Do you have a top five, a top ten, perhaps? So, as I was going through this, as I was going oh, through this list... It is a Saturday, sir. Uh, I um, realized that I was just drawn towards the third jerseys, mm-hmm. both on the best and worst, because it felt, I guess, just because they are... I mean, it's big, they go they're big. They're more committed, yeah. Um so I did a top five good, like, just, like, kind of classic, like, sort of, you know, I call it the top five with self-respect <laughs> of just the kind of main, you know, run-of-the-mill, so to speak, jerseys with some history. And that I did, you know, the Blues obviously agree with you. Uh, the Bruins home jersey, just classic, mm-hmm. spoked wheel, all that. Um, the Red Wings away jersey, I don't know if I feel stronger about any team home and away than I do about the Red Wings. The Red Wings home jersey, 
not my thing. <laughs> just, I don't, just, makes just, me think of Russia. Here's the thing. I definitely don't like an away jersey as much more than the home jersey for any team other than the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, their home jersey, it's just like, it's too red. I don't know. There's, there's not red. enough. It's, we get it. Yeah. Uh, there's too much going on there, but that away jersey is just perfect. The one thing I don't like about the Red Wings jerseys, and they I don't know if they've always done this, mm-hmm. but their their nameplates are kind of like a weird arch. Yeah. They kind of they have a big curve to them. And if they've always done that, even though I don't like it, I respect it, and you keep doing it. But if you change to that at some point, change back. Yeah, Go back. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and uh, Canadians and, and Rangers, I also included. I said home and away, respectively. Doesn't matter just as much hot. to me there. They're just they're just classic. But my my top five, um, not uh, you know, third jerseys and everything included. I still had the Blues on there because I think the third jerseys are the best of our jerseys, mm-hmm. the, the formerly known as the Winter Classic. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if at some point we switched to that as kind of our primary color scheme. That'd be fun. Um, maybe if we're doing like a rebuild in the future and we need something, we need a shot in the arm. You God, know? We, someone's got to um, come to these games. But, uh, you know, I just think that's very clean. Uh, the Flames third sweaters... Um, you know, which I guess now are their first sweaters, yeah. as you mentioned, the former third sweaters, and going back to them as the f- primary good decision, so right good. decision. Oh. Took too long to get there. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes Cochina jerseys, not a big fan of anything else they wear <laughs> on the ice, uh, except maybe these reverse retros, probably will be a big fan of those. Uh, the Phoenix Suns colors also mm, come oh, into yeah. play. Uh, but those Cochina jerseys, very nice. The Buffalo Sabres third jerseys that they had last mm. year with the white and the white gloves and everything and just the gold accents. I forgot about them. Mm. And their new, home, their new like, home and away with the color. Yeah, the with the royal color blue. Is, oh, so much better. And then uh, a controversial pick. I don't know if I'd actually include it in the top five if I was just being legit. And I certainly wouldn't, right? Because I did my top five of totally legitimate picks. <laughs> I actually really like the Florida Panthers jerseys, yeah. which I see you didn't include on your worst. Now that yeah. I've looked, I tried to take my notes without looking at yours. I just think it's like it's that kind of like Novu classic. Like they're trying to they're trying to make something that seems modern, but mm. give, give it like an old feel, which is hard because they're a bogus team that shouldn't <laughs> exist. And I get that, but like I just think it was kind of a cool idea, and it, it's it's mostly been ignored because. They're the Panthers, you know, and because nobody else really kind of glommed onto it. Like, usually <laughs> if you saw somebody in the NHL do something really cool for a jersey, like three or four other teams would kind of move in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like it. I, I just like think, their logo a lot. Yeah, I Very... think the logo's cool. I think the little striping and everything is just, it's clean. It's nothing, it's, it's not too much. And when you compare it with some of their old jerseys and stuff, which were definitely too much, <laughs> with the flying kitty cat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, I like them. So it's a little controversial and it's kind of making a hot take to make a hot take, but I'll, uh, I'll stick with it. Yeah, I like those a lot more because I feel like the logo is super clean. I didn't mind the flying cat, but it's just like there's a lot of colors to it, and it's also big. And I'm a I'm big into I'm big into logos. Oh God, I'm big into logos. You never played two, right? I never played one. Oh, I never played any of the Red Dead Redemptions. I played 
Red Dead Revolver, uh, ooh, which is like the, the actual first yeah. one, but is not open world. And yeah, I played. Uh, I didn't play much of one. I, I dabbled in it, and I got really engrossed in two. It's so good. You should play it, even if you haven't played one. You really don't need. I'll to. play it on my new PS Five. Just kidding. I'm poor. <laughs> no, but you can't order those. Anymore. Yeah, even if I wasn't poor. Amazon, what are you doing here? Okay, all right. I would do go it. here, but we gotta fill space anyway. So here we are. We're filling time. I don't get how you don't just make enough you know make enough well steven this year they can just say covid yeah but that's not you true. throw that out and you we walk out the true. room <laughs> we know that's not true that's not Min- true <laughs> <laughs> now nintendo i'm sorry we're down the rabbit hole nintendo does this crap on purpose oh, all the time yeah, it's... and it's the dumbest thing because here's the problem with what nintendo does they never then circle back and do the whoopsie we found 10 million more copies now you can buy them all they just say artificial scarcity and then they then it's real scarcity because they never make any more <laughs> to sell any then they just keep going uh, on their merry way with, like the snes classic and all that stuff remember a couple years yeah. ago where like they were selling for 99 dollars like retail and then like $500 resale because you couldn't get one any freaking where anyway just it's just weird to me that like between Sony which is a multi-gajillion dollar company and Amazon that they couldn't figure out a way to just have just have enough have you tried or at least even if you don't have enough like even if you're back ordered at least have an idea for how back ordered you are because right now if you try to buy one on Amazon they're like we don't know if (laughs) We'll ever have these back Coming in stock, soon. which is like, obviously you will, so maybe communicate. Have you tried taking printer paper and perhaps uh, taping it to the side of your router <laughs> and trying <laughs> to get that to play yeah. Red Dead Redemption 2? <laughs> Come on, baby, you can do it. <laughs> I When I played Red Dead Redemption 2 on my PS4, which is like original, you know, yeah. it's, I've had it the whole time. I got it maybe six months into a PS4 existence. I don't know, but it's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. That thing sounded like a spaceship trying to take <laughs> off. It was so loud. It was so crazy. Uh, and uh, I actually am looking forward to, hopefully they'll do like some sort of remaster on PS5 so I can play it. All of that is to say, though, that in Red Dead Redemption 2, panthers are one of the creatures that will just murder you to death. And you ha- you basically have to see them before they see you or you are dead. And that is like a, an actual nightmare of mine is seeing them like lunging at you. Because if you see that, you screw. <laughs> oh my God. I watched a video of this guy that got ambushed by a, like a mountain lion or whatever, but it didn't like. IRL? Yeah, yeah. And Ooh. it didn't like, wasn't on top of him or anything. Uh, but it was chasing him kind of down a path and he turned around and kind of tried to make himself big and it stopped. And he'd kind of back up while looking at it. And I don't know why he decided to film this. I don't know if it was like a body cam or something. And the cat would do like a charge at him. Like, you've, I mean, house cats move fast. Mm-hmm. This thing was like crazy fast. And then it would kind of stop in front of him and like pace away and then do it again. Anyways, it was extremely frightening. I had like sweaty palms watching this. And then it just ran off. And this dude was so calm after the fact. He was like, man shit's crazy and i'm like yeah dude i guess you're probably in like a weird shock mode too uh-huh. but yeah they're dangerous they're dangerous all over yes digitally and irl except on the hockey ice not so much. yeah oh yeah sorry yeah except for one place <laughs> they are not a cold weather creature uh your worst jerseys Ian. oh yes 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 so oh, i thought i was like i thought i read blues the blues also terrible um 
You know, right now for me, these are a lot more specific to like a particular even home or away. Edmonton's homes currently are not my favorite. Uh, I love the logo. I love many of their old jersey designs. Sans, the weird gear with like the oil droplet in it that they went to for some weird reason. But the burnt orange and the navy blue just don't do it for me. Uh, it's very, what is that? It's very like Broncos, you know, esque. Mm -hmm. But even their orange kind of pops more and isn't this yeah. like sort of burnt color. And they had such, like, right before they switched to those. They had such good, like, bright orange jerseys and bright blue jerseys, and I love them so much. And I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. I liked when they, I think when they went in their playoff run with McDavid, like the first time he was ever in the playoffs with them. And the last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wore, like, the orange crush jerseys where it was the really bright do, orange. Do, do, oh, that looked so good. Do, do, do. Now I've just got REM stuck. I was like, I know. I was like, that's all I think of. Because I didn't live in the time when orange crush was a thing. Yeah. Sorry. For those of you who have, you know, inhaled DDT or whatever. <laughs> That's Agent Orange. No, That's I'm different. Bad. And we didn't make that while I was at Monsanto. <laughs> we were trying to cover that we made up. Other <laughs> yeah, we made, yeah, I was going to say, we definitely made something that we got sued over and that people in my division who don't actually make any of these things would then openly defend to me like, I don't think it's that bad. I'm like, yo, we can say it's pretty bad. We didn't make, like, mm -hmm. we're just an accounting. I think we can all agree shitty. Yeah, but right. then the Germans bought it, and I think we can all agree when the Germans start doing something shady, it's nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, I think so. we're, all, we're in the clear, is yeah, what the world right. says. That is right. Miracle Grow, they have paid out on that stuff, some, you know? So. Yeah. They're fine. Anyway. <laughs> Anaheim. Yeah. That's who's not fine. Monsanto doesn't exist anymore. Anaheim, go on. Yeah. Anaheim does exist. They're sick. But it's part of LA. Does Webby Foot. Is and Anaheim like St. Charles? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, oh, they're yeah. their own city, but they're not they're at not. all. No, no, you no. live in LA. Yeah. Um, they improved their jerseys a couple of years ago by taking, like, the Anaheim script off. Like, so, I bet it's one of those things. <laughs> I bet it is exactly like St. Charles or like Baltimore, where you're like, if I'm talking to you or yeah. like a person, like if I go to Soulard and I'm at a market and they're like, oh, where are you from? I'd be like, oh, ball one. Mm -hmm. And they get it. But if I'm at an aquarium in Atlanta and they're like, oh, where are you from? I'm like, St. Louis. Yeah. Because I don't expect people to know. So I knew someone. You're lucky if they know St. Louis. <laughs> I know. See, that's the thing. I knew someone in springfield and granted that's the same state Missouri. yeah but they were like saying someone i forget what they said they were working with me and someone asked them where they were from and they said st charles and the other person was kind of like oh is that like central missouri yada yada and they're like no it's just a little west of st louis and i want to be like no 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 no, no. it is st louis yeah. i know you're in a different i know you're one county removed from st louis city but you're part of st louis if you yeah if anyone asks you outside of the st louis area just say st louis yeah. and i agree i said st louis to a dude in california when he asked me where i was from and he gave me this look of like he had no idea what i said and then he just said cool and that was it. And I was like, yeah, this dude doesn't know where St. Louis is. <laughs> but if I told him what the arch is, he'd be like, uh, I think I know. And, he'd be like, and that'd be that. Um, Anaheim. Their jerseys are all right ever since they put the duck bill, duck foot D on there. I don't mind the logo. It's all right. The jerseys themselves, though, like commit to orange and commit to your orange and your black. Don't do the weird accented champagne color that's still there. 
I just think they need a whole different, like, if anything, they need to rebrand completely. But, like, change your colors, do something. Let me talk about the Anaheim real quick because they're on my list, too. I think the duck D is a cool logo, the foot D. Mm-hmm. Not as a primary, though. Yeah, Not that goes a, on the that's shoulder. That's a shoulder patch logo for mm-hmm. sure. And I think the, the thirds with, that are bright orange with the old face mask logo yeah. are better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think they're great. And I think it's time to bring back green and purple. It was weird, but it worked. And it, it was actually you. kind of duck colored. So bring it back. Just name yourself the Anaheim Mallards. Yeah. A real rebrand. Yeah. Really stepping Screw out. Screw Lady Ducks. <laughs> uh, Columbus. We kind of touched on Columbus a little bit earlier, but I don't mind the logo. It's just they've had the same boring, just completely navy blue jersey for forever. They have like mm-hmm. little stripes down the arms that are like white and red. Yeah, they're just, they're bland. They're very, very bland. They're so bland that some politician like, grabbed their logo off of their jersey and tried to pass it off like as his own and and i don't know and advertisements and stuff and i think they sued him over it but it's like it's just it's just a very bland look i like that they have red pants that's my positive for columbus their third jerseys are all right with the cannon if anything do do something more with the cannon yeah but i feel like if they just committed to those it'd be real boring real oh i don't even want them to wear those necessarily but like merge these together somehow and i think you get like a better how about about you do like what's the ice the duck that's shooting out of the (laughs) oh yeah wild wing like a cannon shooting Shooting out of the ice ice. and it's angry it's got a cartoon face it's pissed (laughs) uh and the cannon part isn't the mouth it's something else the blue jackets are coming (laughs) for vengeance uh, Minnesota, you knew it was coming. You knew how much we stand Minnesota boringness. It's just the most boring Christmas colors. And then they, I kind of like that they committed to going more green these days and less red. And now, kind of like you're talking about with Columbus, now that they've committed to this green, it's Go boring back. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of it. God, they have did this weird ripoff of like the Canadians like stripe in the uh, middle of their jersey now. And it's like that off-white stripe with the wild logo, which in and of itself, cool, but also too much. Mm-hmm. And just kind of like, I don't know, they God. If that team rebranded, like, we're the Minnesota Ice Dogs now, and we're purple and orange, I'd be like, you got it, baby. I'm a big fan. Just do something different, please. That, Roll the dice. That organization, spoiler alert for our Misery Index episode, has not done anything different in 15 years. They signed Zach Parise and Ryan Suter, and they said, we're done. <laughs> We're done. That should be good. We're done changing anything. Oh, God. And they haven't. Well, my my least favorite jersey, uh, least favorite jersey set in the league is probably Los Angeles just because white and black is clean as hell. So you can't necessarily go wrong with it. It's just so extremely boring. And their logo's so boring. And it's so sad that they have, like, in the bottom of their little Chevron logo, they have their little crown. And I'm like, dude that's like your that's your logo and you shoved it all the way to the back of your shitty other logo bring the crown back just put the crown on the front mm-hmm. go back to the weird la uh chevrolet logo that they're gonna put on their reverse retros do something yeah, it's not bad. it just looks like you're the evil team and the mighty ducks too and that's mm-hmm. it and in fact la's had what they have they had that white and gray jersey that was awful at one of their stadium series games mm-hmm 
But then they had that fun, weird one against the Avalanche that was like red. What was red? It was black and white, but it was like cut down the middle diagonally mm-hmm. and had like a weird sort of like skate oh, yeah, and way. speed. I yeah. yeah, I was like, I love that one. I mean, because it was just weird and funky. Yeah. They've had some good jerseys. They've had good colors. They have purple. They're the only team that has any purple, and they got rid of it. Uh, the ones they had when Wayne Simmons was there, which is a long time ago, where it was like the logo, the the uh, crown logo on the front, mostly black, but then they had like purple down the arms. So good. And it just said like LA along the bottom. Yep. That fit, it still looked a little odd, but it fit like the LA style. This fits like a nothing style. This is just a nothing jersey to me. Yep. I felt bad that Quentin Byfield will have to wear that jersey. I was like, I don't mind LA. But I was like, why? Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. sorry. I hope you get to wear the purple. And it the is yellow. weird because it's a city all about flash and mm-hmm. funk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's all about funk. Los Angeles and the funk town. <laughs> but like, that's just so bland. And all their other, like the Dodgers are classic. Mm-hmm. The Lakers are classic. The Clippers even are and they, like they all have fine. colors. They're all fun colors. Yeah. The uh, what's the other sport? Baseball, soccer, baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. Football. The Rams, the <laughs> hot garbage disaster. <laughs> but the Chargers look so fly. They look so damn good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, then the Kings are there. Like, Is that some? That's got to be a weird appeal. Where they're like, if we make this really streamlined. People will accept it. They'll be like, "Hockey's weird, but look at how look how boring <laughs> the jerseys are." Jersey. I feel accepted here. Yeah, like yeah, go back to fun. Could be. Uh, my bottom five. Uh, we'll start with the jerseys. Just the picking on particular jerseys. Everything. Carolina Hurricanes need a complete rebrand. I don't. They're they're up near the the um wild for me and that they tweak it all the time and it's they never do a lot good. of tweaks they have three they have three completely different jerseys right, right that's now. never their home that's not a good is sign. the red with the toilet tornado yeah their away is the is the best one the mm-hmm. white with like the diagonal canes which still isn't that good but it's just better than the other ones and then they've got those god-awful atrocious thirds which i put on here which is the black with the hurricane warning Mm -hmm. flags which could be good but it just feels kind of lazy and like disjointed from those other ones Mm -hmm. just do anything different carolina hurricane's pretty cool name like i i don't think you should switch that but switch something fix it it makes me sad whenever switch, they switch would, back to the Whalers stuff because I'm like, wow, this is so much better. If I was the Hurricanes, I would like completely switch colors and everything. Like, go, you know what they should do? Freaking do like Tar Heel colors. Like, mm. do like anything different because <laughs> that's just not working. It's not, you are not appealing to me or anyone the way <laughs> you are doing it right now. Whenever I see their jerseys, I always think of Washington and Detroit. And it's like, I never even think of them when I see them. I'm like, oh, they're wearing the Detroit-Washington colors. Yeah. I never think, oh, those are the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm like, oh, no, that's the third red team. And that's right. Uh, the Colorado third jerseys with the mountain, which, you know, it's kind of the state logo with the mountain and the sea. Mm. Just doesn't do it for them. Uh, for me, at least. Those blueberry jerseys they used to have, which were the really light blue with kind of the purpley and then the oh, yeah. Colorado texture. I like those better. 
Those were very unpopular, according to Ask Correspondent Jordan. But both he and I, I like them a lot. Mm. I like them way more than what they've got now as the third. But what about their bib jersey from mm. <laughs> from this year? Mm. Maybe the worst. Mm. <laughs> uh, what was what was that stadium called? I need to be reminded. Avalanche Stadium. Yeah, let's see this. Oh, 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 oh <laughs> Remember, not there, good. there were horrors not before COVID nineteen. Oh yes. Ooh. This was one of them. All right. Uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning third jerseys. Hard pass. How can a team named the Lightning be so freaking boring all the time? They just, Why this are is they the black, black one? Yeah. yeah. All oh, black. Ooh. Such a mistake. We'll talk about the Lightning more in a minute. But uh, the Winnipeg Jets third jerseys with the script hard pass. Terrible. Toilet jersey. Literally belongs in a toilet. Worst so idea bad. I've ever seen. How did that get approved? Who thought this looks good? This looks fine. This is professional. Uh, that that uh, that's like that uh, old uh, uh, SNL skit where the guy's like, uh, "You're you know handsome and you're wonderful and doggone it, people, people like you." you. <laughs> that's how those jerseys came to be. And then uh, the New York Islanders third jerseys with the NY and the stick for the Y. Mm. Just, that's like a Microsoft Paint. I <laughs> have been playing around with Adobe Spark, which is like the most basic of the Adobe softwares. And I agonized over working on a new logo for our other podcast and came up with something that is halfway to mediocre. And that's as good as I could do. And that, I feel like, is what the Islanders got. It's halfway to mediocre, and it's the best they could That's come so up bad. with. so bad. Especially if those uh, aesthetics uh, retros are, are accurate. If that's the best they can do, oh my god. Probably, bet you... Dollars to donuts, it's because Lou Lamorella would have literally had a heart attack if they had gone with, like, the fisherman oh, jerseys. Yeah. If they'd done anything fun or out of the ordinary. That, that old man, who is, what, 85? I was like, that guy's he's done so thousand, much for a hockey, but please leave. He's a thousand years old, right? Like, he's literally in his 80s, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably, yeah, he's gotta be. Lou Lamorello, 78. Dang it. Yeah, that's 80s. October 21. How? Why? How? How are 78-year-old people allowed to run things like <laughs> the country? <laughs> I know. I, th- I don't believe in ageism. Every politician's too old to run anything. Yeah. But what's happening? Uh, this is not a political rant. This is a Lou Lamorello rant. 78's too old. Get out of the league. I know. I was like, I don't... You have opinions, and they and you can be an advisor. Just not like the person calling the actual shots for your team. But apparently... It's working for New York. The, the Florida Marlins just hired the first female GM in MLB history, which is extraordinary. Good for them. Think mm-hmm. outside the box. Love it. Uh, it shouldn't be thinking outside the box, but it is. <laughs> I look at that and I think about how long it would have to be for the NHL to hire a female GM. In 2035 do you think they've hired one by 2035 no nope not in a million they years are, listen lou lamorello's brain literally has to have slowed down <laughs> by because of science because of how <laughs> science works and they're still like yeah he'll figure it out yeah he's got it he got all that knowledge yeah but his brain doesn't work <laughs> Ah, we'll suss <laughs> it out of there can't access it <laughs> 
Uh, we'll give him some of Matthew Barzell's blood. That'll get all the good uh, good oxygenated blood in his system, and he'll be all right. Um, <laughs> stem cells. And then the bottom five that we've just come to accept, uh, Nashville Predators. Everything is terrible. Yeah. It's all bad. It need, that's another one that needs just a total rework. It's not good. None of it's good. None of it's good. It's mustard colored for some reason. It has nothing to do with predators, which themselves aren't a thing. It all needs work. <laughs> they need they need more colors on that jersey that aren't just yeah. yellow. Minnesota Wild, we've already discussed at length. Stop being mediocre in every way. Stop being <laughs> mediocre in any way. Change. Just pick anything. it. Pick something. Uh, Washington Capitals home jerseys. I think I like those when they switch to them, but I'm over them now. They need to go back to either the Screaming Eagle or yeah. just their retros yeah. that they wear as third sometimes. Something's got to change. Tampa Bay Lightning, all of it. It's all so boring. You're right. You're right. That's just the most boring team in the NHL to me. Maybe even more than the Wild because the Wild are at least boring but disappointing. The Tampa Bay Lightning are boring and good, and I don't want boring teams to be good. They're too good, and then they bore me even more because it's like, oh, the Lightning are winning again? Surprise boring right that's um, how i feel i agree i just think out all of it white on blue is like literally as boring as you can get you literally have another team in your in your uh conference yeah, in your division it's just white on it's blue. exact but same they colors at least have the heritage claim to that whole they, they need to go and bring why is back there... black into it yeah again. why is there no yellow in a in a team called the lightning i want to know <laughs> Well, I mean, honestly, like that's a cartoony thing. I mean, lightning sometimes is blue. It can be different shades of anything. Pick your poison. Okay, you know what? We're on the same team here. <laughs> Don't fight me. Don't fight get, me. Give me some of that. We were just watching that. Some of that purple nighttime lightning. Mm-hmm. Give me something, anything. Just not this. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. some purple. Like yeah. that's dark. That's like... like purple, like a lavender, like a dark, like a like a spooky lavender yeah. purple. Mm. Yeah, purple is like the color version of black. And then we talked about Anaheim. Just fix it. Just stop. <laughs> stop being that way and start being another. One. <laughs> stop it. Reverse it. Uh, yeah. Much like Missy Elliott once said. <laughs> that brings us to the greatest players to ever wear these numbers with the blues we're picking it back up folks they didn't think it was ever coming back in do you remember raise your hand if you remember yeah none of us none of them remember the best part of this segment uh in in uh indisputably is me trying to pronounce all these names um, when are we going to bring back butthurt or not butthurt? <laughs> <laughs> we should. That was from episode, um, I don't know, 10? Yeah, and uh, the uh, five-minute <laughs> which is every episode is just us. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's right just now. what the, the podcast <laughs> is now. Just, Hour and a half major. If you want to see the five-minute major, go check out our other podcast. <laughs> Five minutes. <laughs> Brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, the numbers that we have chosen to do today are numbers 21 through 32. Why? Because that's how many we did before we ran out of steam. <laughs> before hockey news came back. A little peek behind the curtain. Uh, number 21. I love how, how many of these were worn by four or five people in the first year of this right. team's existence. Just flip right through. In them. 1968, number 21 was written worn by Norm Baudin, Claude Cardin, Claude Cardin. I have to zoom in. Oh, me too. Larry Keenan. Any relation to Mike? I hope not, but probably Craig Cameron. 
in 69, Camille Henry picked it up. Christian Bordalo after him, Kevin O'Shea, Brian McNe- Bernie McNeil, John Winsink, Bill Collins, Bob McMillan, Gary Holt, Mike Zook, Dave Sh- Dwight Schofield, Normand Baron. Is that how that name's always spelled? No, I'm thinking of Norman. But then they put a D at the Normand. end. Normand. That's weird. Todd Ewan, Jeff Brown, Dave David Roberts, Guy Carboneau. I didn't say Guy. Give me <laughs> points for that. Paul Broughton, uh, Jamal Myers, Mayers. I don't know why I said Myers. That's weird. Patrick Bergwind and Tyler Bozak. Paul Broughton, is he like a person? Is he important? No, couldn't be. Then who? Why, why do I know his name? Was he a Miracle on Ice guy? No. No, he's just a guy. He was just... He's just some freaking guy. He was born in Rosso, Minnesota. Oh, he's Neil Broden's brother. And Neil Broden was a miracle on ice uh. That's why I'm thinking of it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. I narrowed this down to five contenders. <laughs> really only one. This was a pretty easy one, to be honest. But people aren't going to like it. People aren't going to like what we have to say. But we have to say it because we're journalists for the truth. We aren't. We are part of the media Slaves conglomerate. to the whims of the people. Yeah. Mike Zook played five, uh, four seasons here, uh, was a veteran of Michigan Tech, much like Mitch Reinke. Uh, I don't know why I threw that in there. It seemed relevant at the time. Michigan Tech's in the UP. Oh, up for, ooh. I believe pretty, so. Very, very mm-hmm. pretty. A place I want to go, but will never take time mm-hmm. to visit, because there are even prettier places that I'll go to first, <laughs> like Banff. Banff's <laughs> just fun to say. Let's continue. Mike Zook, 296 games, 76 goals, 159 assists for 235 points. That's very respectable. It's a good player. Jeff Brown had a whopping 294 points in 329 games as a defenseman for the Blues and became a longtime St. Louis hockey coach and helped develop the youth in the NHL. Today, the youth movement, that uh, year we saw five of the NHL, uh, five players drafted from the first round in St. Louis. He was a big part of that, including, uh, you know, birthing one of the five. (laughs) Not birthing them, because that's not how how biology works. But, you know. He helped in the birthing. That's right. He could have been a midwife. You know, he could have practiced midwifery. So Call the midwife. Yeah. I see it on Netflix, <laughs> right. but I've never watched no, it. No, it wouldn't do no that. One wouldn't no one has. How? I wonder how many programs on Netflix no one has ever watched. There has to be one. There's right? like an SNL skit about that, how they have so many that they literally just have one for everyone where you're like oh yeah i'd love to see cats solve murders in spain or whatever <laughs> and you're like i can't wait for season three <laughs> uh jamal mayers played 595 games for the blues forget the people forget that 71 goals 87 assists 158 points uh average 1245 as a right wing I, this is a guy listen no disrespect to jamal mayers i think he's a great player good team guy but that's like that's kind of like if we just kept i don't know like, uh, who's it? Like Sammy Blay for six hundred games forever. You're like, um, okay, neat. Yeah, minus seventy eight. Yeah, this there's a lot of minus in this team's history. Patrick Bergwind, two thousand nine to twenty eighteen, six hundred ninety ninety four <laughs> games, uh, three hundred twenty two points, more goals than assists because he was not that great at being a center. Um, 
889 hits, a 298 takeaways to 161 giveaways, and he very intentionally helped us get Ryan O'Reilly that one time, clearly. Uh, Thanks, team, a team player till the end, <laughs> even if he did not want to be. And then Tyler Bozak has played two seasons here, but did win a Stanley Cup after proclaiming that he would. And I think if Molly Bozak counted towards the equation, he'd be a runaway winner, but she does not. And I think it's got to be Patrick Bergwind. I think the case is yep. there for Jamal Mayers. The case is there for Jeff Brown. A very dominant four years here. Uh, but it was just four years. Patrick Bergwin played a decade here. Um, is, you know, still probably third, fourth, or fifth in uh, all times game, all time games played um, at 694. You know, he was creeping up there. Um, he is eighth behind David Backus, but he was creeping up there. Um, you know, we're not, we have, uh, some bitter, sweet feelings about the way it ended, mostly bitter. Um, but he was still a great player here for a long time. Mostly him, mostly player. him feeling yeah. bad. Yeah. You know what? Uh, for everything contributed both on the ice and by being traded has to be Patrick Bergman. I think so too. Uh, this first 22, uh, the first two here are going to be brutal. Jean, Jean-Guy Talbot. I assume, uh, and Gord Canagiser, Canagiser, can't, 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 can't say it. it. That's, that's, that's for sure. Norm Dennis, Myron Stankovics, <laughs> Terry Gray, Ron Buchanan, Bill Sutherland, Jim Shires, Danny O'Shea, Nick Harborak, Harborak, Rick Wilson. Uh, Rick Wilson's a GM or coach, right? Yeah, he was a coach for a while. Everybody that ever coached or GM'd an NHL team played for the Blues. Brian Ogleville, <laughs> Barry Gibbs, which wasn't he a soul singer? Yeah, I think he was like part of the Bee Gees, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Dick Redmond, <laughs> that sounds like a disease. Bobby Simpson, Jorgen Peterson, Rick Mayer. I know it's not meager, but God, it looks like meager. Uh, Ron Sutter, Ian LaPierre. Uh, LaPerriere, excuse me, Charlie Huddy, David Roberts, Craig Conroy, Martin Rachinsky, Mike Danton, Jeff Hogan, Grit, Glenn Metropolit, Joel Perot, Brad Boys, who I forgot to oh, even yeah. give consideration to. Well, you didn't have to. Kevin Kirk and Chris Thorburn. Jorgen Peterson, uh, Pedersen, played 365 games here for 332 points. I never heard of him before creating this list. Rick Mihar Maher, I f- I've forgotten. I looked it up. I tried, people. <laughs> uh, I just, at least I know it's not a G. I know there, I know, I, I Mager. know that Rick there are Mager. some fans who know history better than I do that are having a stroke right now, and I sincerely apologize to them but if you came here for the accuracy folks we'll get better (laughs) we're trying to double check ourselves we won't we will not rick mighear rick m won uh scored 161 points in 413 games as a blue and did win a selkid trophy well into his late 30s uh in 1990 and Craig Conroy, uh, handsome, nice guy, 151 points in 359 games. Nice. Met him in Traverse City, not a contender on this list. Kevin Shattenkirk, 425 games played, 
uh, with 258 points, 129 power play points, 15th all-time with the Blues. Uh, and then Brad Boys, who I forgot to mention, did have a 40-goal st- season. I think I'm giving it to old Ricky M. Rick, 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 Ricky M, as they say, as they've always said. Uh, a sulky trophy. You know, it's it's hard to win individual hardware in the NHL these days. Um, Especially on a team that sucked most of the yeah. time. Just kidding. So um, that's who I'm going with. That's that's what I got. Number twenty three was not a not. There was not much going on here. A lot of names, but none of them good. Daryl Edestrand, Bill Plager, John Hamill, Bob Hess, Hartland Monahan. <laughs> I do love some of these old names. Elaine Lemieux, Luke Dufour, Lee Norwood, Larry Trader, Gaston Gingras. <laughs> Adrian Plavsic, Rich Sutter, David Mackey, Craig Johnson, Craig McTavish, Blair Atchenum. Craig McTavish. What about him? I think he's in Edmonton. He's some sort of Edmonton uh, bigwig. Lubos Barteco, Sergei Varlamov, Murray Barron, Trent Whitfield, Ian Cole, Andrew Murray, Dimitri Askin, uh... People, I didn't check every one of these people's numbers because I barely knew any of their names. So if there's one that was like, he had 50 goals in a season, then I screwed up. (laughs) I took it down to Bob Hess, I guess, who had 293 games and 114 points. And Bob Plager, who was by far the most disappointing of the Plager brothers, uh, but was named Plager. I'm going with Bob Hess, I guess. Is and, Bill Plager really one of, is he a third Plager yeah, brother? Yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, wow, that's There was a third. I know there was a third, for sure. I never knew that. So I think, let's look it up. Uh, Plager brothers, NHL. Barclay, Barclay, Bob, and Bill. Billy Plager. The youngest of the Plager brothers. Played parts of four seasons with the Blues. And but, passed away more recently. Oh. That's <laughs> But, um, yeah, he was. But I'm still giving it to Bob Hess. But to Bob Hess. Congratulations. Number 42 was not much of a race in the other direction. Um, Gord Brooks, Larry Horning, Gord Kanagaser, John Arbor, uh, Michael Perizzo, Bob McCord, Bob Kelly, Ace Bailey, cool name. Jim McCrimmon, uh, Kelly McCrimmon's brother, maybe. Uh, Jamie Masters, Doug Palazzari, and then good old Bernie Federko, uh, team legend, had um, 1,073 points in 927 games as a blue. Uh, minus 123, though. Not great. Uh, <laughs> his first in games played assists and points with the blues, as well as power boy points. He's the best to wear number 24. I think, didn't we also call him the best blue of all time over uh, Brett Hall at one point? Maybe in our yeah. little votey. Yeah, I think we did. Votey thing. You know, the votey thing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just, uh, just uh, uh, you know. Very oh, yeah, he won the he won the uh, March Madness at the beginning of this pandemic. Oh, God. Remember? Well, we're going to hit March mad. again. Oh, boy. Um. Yeah, I agree. Bernie Federico got to be got to be your best number twenty four. Whenever you look at these lists of names on Hockey Reference and they end 
uh, with someone's name and it was like 1980 or something mm. or 1990. You're like, oh, so they retired it. Yeah. And you're like, I guess you're the best one. Uh, there's a lot of number 25s, none that particularly stand out. I mean, there's some. There's some. Don't get me wrong. None that stand out, I should say, immediately from the rest. I gotta zoom in further on this document so I can read these names. Uh, number 25, or first number 25 for the Blues is Norm Dennis in 1970. Then you have Kurt Bennett, Larry Hornung, Hornung uh, Wayne Stevenson, Connie, Connie? They've got a, they got a girl in here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, male Connies that are listening. I'm so sorry. Connie Madigan, Larry Giroux, Don Weldon, Chuck Lefley, Ken Richardson, Brian, oh God, Ogley, Ogley, I think so, Bob Murdoch, Paul McLean, Bill Baker, Tim Bothwell, Herb Ragian, Mike... What was that last one? Herb Raglan, Raglan, Herb Raglan, I thought the L was an I. Mike... Posavard? God, my brain is broken. (laughs) Ron Hoover, Jason Marshall, Vitaly Porkorov. (laughs) Maybe? Maybe? Uh, Patrice Tardif, Peter Zezel. I see, I know these. How do you say this one, Steve? You did it. You did it. How do you say the next one? (laughs) Sean. That's Sean. I know Sean, sure S-H-J-O-N. I child, but I guarantee you that's some version of Sean. I mean, if it was today, Sean I'd believe has it. more stupid-ass misspellings. It's 2002. That's close enough. That's, that's true. like an early 80s kid. People in their early 80s hated their kids. Sean. That's Sean Podine. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Mike Keane, John Pohl, Dennis Weidman, Jan Stas. <laughs> Chris Stewart, Chris Butler, <laughs> Stevens drowning, drowning himself. I don't know what Was it the pole? <laughs> oh, holy sh- Okay, I'm not drinking ever again. All right, keep talking. Nothing perfectly normal. <laughs> So there's only about four that stick you out of that whole list. That towel on the back. There's a towel. Clean yourself up. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, there's about four of these number twenty fives that stick out. There's Chuck Lefley, who played for six seasons with the Blues, left winger, picked six overall by Montreal in nineteen seventy. Two hundred thirty three <laughs> games played, hundred eighty seven points, plus eleven. Actually, a pretty good left winger there. I wouldn't know anything about him. I wasn't born yet. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to be born for Montreal. <laughs> Herb Raglan <laughs> played for the Blues for six seasons. Right winger, 235 games played, 65 points. I put him on here for the games played. Uh, Pascal whatever his name is. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what is it, Pascal? Rayom, yeah. I assume. 148 games played, not many points, 50 points. But I, I saw how long he played, so good for him. Chris Stewart, 2011-2014, right winger, traded from the Avs along with Shattenkirk for Johnson and McClement. 211 games played, 115 points. I think the sticking point with Chris Stewart that we had a long time ago was like, well, we were trying to figure out if he belonged on like the Blues Uh, decade decade team. team. 
And I think I decide. I think we both decided no. Mm-hmm. I think I put Andy McDonald in over him. Um, so, anyways, the winner of this was to Chuck Lefley, not Chris Stewart yet again. He's been shafted yet again. Uh, Chuck Lefley, good left winger. I feel the people deserve an explanation for what just happened. They don't. I just don't just... know. Ian said, I took a drink as Ian said, Vitaly Porkerov. Now we both started laughing. And I managed to keep the water in my mouth and then drink it. And then I took another drink with Ian said, Mike Keane, John Paul, and Dennis Weidman. And for some reason, I lost it. And that's what you all heard. So sorry, ASMR fans. Is that what it's called? ASMR? Yeah. They love that. Yeah. <laughs> they love people. They love the like quiet the... sounds of people choking. <laughs> Gurgling water all over their own shirt. Rather than crinkling uh, Reese's wrappers or something else that's weird. I should have just done a real spit take. <laughs> you said you said what? <laughs> uh, number twenty six. There's some. There's less oh, names here. God. Hopefully they're not as complicated. I'm already looking. There are some. I'm not drinking any. I'll that's good. That much. There's Gary Veneruzzo, Don Auri, Auri, <laughs> Brian. This Brian guy's over here Ogilvy. too. Ogilvy. Dave, oh my God! Why am I even doing this? Jamie Masters, Jimmy Roberts, Mike Crombie, and Terry Johnson, Michael Dark, Steve, not Bozak, but Bozak, Mike Lalor, Lalor, Lawler. Oh God, I can't do any of these. David Bruce, David Mackey, Peter Stasny, Jay Wells, Constantine Shavranov, Shavranov. Sergio Mimoso, <laughs> Mimeso, Michael Hanzus, Justin, oh my god, why are these people, just name your kid John Smith, <laughs> Justin Papanu, Papano, Papanu, oh god, I should know this one because people Peter actually say, Peter Kyanic. Peter Kyanic, thank you, oh my, Peter, Peter Sajak, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Martin Ruchinski, Rusinki, god, you, these Polish people and their names, I tell you what. Uh, BJ Crombie, Dimitri Askin, Paul Stasny, and Nathan Walker. Fuck you know what? They should be invaded every time, right away. There's a reason for that. that. Nobody, no reason they need that much land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give no. me one other city in Poland. Warsaw, that's it. Krakow. Krakow's also that's in it. That's Name me a third one. Name me a third. Can't do it. <laughs> Uh, Mike Crombie and I put on here because he's the father of BJ Crombie and he played 325 <laughs> games. <laughs> That's great. I, got, I gotta tell you, if your greatest contribution to the Blues is fathering BJ Crombie, you have not contributed much well, to the Blues. What if I told you you played for the Blues and your name was Peter Stasny and you fathered another Blue? <laughs> That's better. Peter Stasny, only here for 23 games, but he's Paul's dad, so he's here and he's a great player, albeit his best games were not is, in a Blues jersey. Crom being the one that like became an accountant. Yeah, he left. Like I don't talk that much about being an NHL. Yeah, he was always sounded like he was like talked about as if he went to college, you know, in Barbados. Yeah, I did that one time, but that's not who I am. And then just like went about. It is. Yeah, but I'm really interested in that part of your life. Well, I've got lots of parts of my life. Sometimes I wake up and eat oatmeal. That great. I also make and brew bottle pilsners. You know, you don't want to talk to me about that. Peter Kyanic? 
Because yeah. Janik, Peter Sajak, 269 <laughs> games played, 153 points, plus 15. I've heard his name before. He played on arguably some really shitty Blues teams. Um, and you know what? He stuck it out. It looks like he was actually a fairly good player for them at that point. So mm-hmm. good for him. Paul Stasny. You know him. You might love him. He played Nintendo in my parents' house one time. <laughs> allegedly. I wasn't. I didn't see him. I didn't know who he was. But my dad claims this is the case. Um, 267 games played, 175 points. What an underwhelming rumor that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell him. He's going to be thrilled. Uh, winner Paul Stasny. Peter Stasny's son. And uh, 27, which shouldn't be heartbreaking or painful in any yeah, way. Yeah, this is going to be just normal. Uh, you got <laughs> We're going to go through this. You got David Gardner, Craig Patrick, Ted Irvine, John Smirk without an eye. <laughs> what are these names? Uh, this has been by far the best part of this, is to just say every name yeah. that's ever been a blue. Doug Palazzari, uh, Bob Crawford. Yeah. Backlog, I thought it said Barclay no. <laughs> with a V. <laughs> Gilbert Delome? Delorme. Sure. There's an R. Delorme. Rick, Rick and Natris. Rick, Rick Natris. <laughs> these are made up people. Robert Nordmark. All of these Sergio are like one or two away from normal. This is my favorite one. Why do people keep... Why? What is the trend with someone having a number and then just moving, moving up, up one, one number? I guess because it got replaced. taken. Yeah. Who took Sergio Mimosas? Oh, Harold Michael Snap. Michael Hanzoos? Oh, no. He just yeah. moved. Yeah, he just went up. All right. Michael. Harold. Oh, Harold Snap. 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 <laughs> he had that crazy mustache. Uh, Dennis Chase. Chassie? Chase. You uh, skipped Dave Christian entirely. Oh, Dave Christian. And that was an easy one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, and I just. Stephen Leach, Terry Ake, Bryce Salvador, Alex Petrangelo. Well, that is a mustache. Oh, yeah, that's a crazy mustache. Snips. So you only got two uh, 27, really, that make any sense to talk about. It's Bryce Salvador. It's it's uh, Alex Petrangelo. I like that this was just a middle-aged beer league guy. Yeah, that's some dude just got on the ice, and he yeah. was an assistant for the Blues. <laughs> so you have Bryce Salvador, who played for the Blues from 2001-2008. 447 games played. He doesn't have crazy good offensive that's, stats because that's not who he is. He's like up in that uh, middle school vice principal territory, this Harold Snap. Oh, yeah. He's, he he's taking no malarkey. Zero malarkey. <laughs> he was allowed zero. Absolutely zero malarkey. But you know number 27's winner has to be Alex Petrangelo. So I'm sad to say, but it's true. 758 games played. 450 points. When you start seeing those numbers compared to all these other mm-hmm. best of number you know best person to wear this numbers stats uh he was very good here and should have stayed here forever <sighs> so sad um average time on ice 24 minutes uh 25 game winning goals 52.6 career course for wow it looks like they should have paid him yeah. Okay, on a number twenty-eight, fast. I just, just real quick, I want to pause and say, no, uh, I'm really, uh, I really like this typeface we've chosen. A Remo. I looked at. I occasionally I'll just choose a random. I didn't font, choose this, and I like it. I'm not being paid by big font. To by big say font. This, big font. A Remo. A R I M O. Look it up on all your Google Docs and. You know, just a clean, professional typeface. So. Sounds like a soccer player. That's Sergio right. Arimo. That's right. He started for Portugal today. <laughs> All right. Number 28 has the one of the fewest uh, 
number of players to use this number on this team, but it's got some good ones. Well, I mean, in this well, range, in this in this range, there's are people that are just one oh, yeah. number. There were not a lot of sixty sevens. <laughs> so for twenty eight, you got Frank Spring, Rick Bourbonese. You got it, ja- Jamie Masters again. These people just move all over the place. Ralph Klassen, Clayson, Greg Paslowski, Keith Osborne, Bob Basson, Steve. I never is it Duchesne? I think it's just Duchesne. Um, Duchesne. That's Duchesne to me. Brian Noonan, Ricard Preston, person? person? That's person. That's Bradshaw. The hey, legend. it's old Bradshaw. Hey, speaking of middle school guys. Todd Reardon, <laughs> Matt Walker, Carlo Koliakovo, Ian Cole, Kyle Brodziak, Jakob Yerebeck, and Mackenzie McKecker. And we're giving choose, it to McKecker. If you didn't choose Jakob Yerebeck, I didn't With his one game. Uh, you got a couple here at that, number 28. That man started the absolute fire. That eventually we extinguished and turned into a Stanley like, Cup run. Someone said, this is too much. And then they fired Mike Yo. It wasn't the LA game. No. Hot dog, we have Jakob Yerbeck on this team. It's over. Oh, baby. So number 28, got Greg Peslowski, who played for the Blues for five seasons, for five years, 330 games played, 208 points scored in those 330. He used to live in my parents' house before they lived there. He moved out before they moved in. They never met. <laughs> I just want to make that clear when I said that he lived in my parents' house at different times, at different times. And allegedly, because I don't know, like this is what they told me and this is what the neighbor told them. Do you know who you're buying a house from? I guess you do, but it's from the bank. So it's like you're not buying it from the person, are you? No. I don't know how houses work. <laughs> um, but I know Greg Peslowski, great hockey player. He ends at that delicate stage of life where he's trying. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Do you ever, when you when you got your uh, you got your driver's license, did you drive to go get gas and then sit there and think, I don't know how to do this? Like, you knew how to do it. But had you ever done it before? Because I had never actually done it before. And I didn't really pay attention to what was going on. So I like generally got it. You pick the gas and you put in. But I was like, what's the order here? What's the order of operations? I put the card in first. How do I even open this little gas tanky thing? This is my new car. My new used car. How do I do any of this? (laughs) And I remember people, I was with a friend and they were like, you're an idiot. And I was like, yeah, but I feel justified in this. I got a, I probably told this story in the podcast before, but I should have gotten a ticket like 12 feet from my house on my first day of driving with the license. Because you ran over an old lady. I too took out, that was my second day. I, took, <laughs> I too took a friend out to drive and see the world. And I got to the light at uh, Old Baldwin and New Baldwin, which always turns red. I should have known, but I didn't have the experience then. <laughs> And it was going yellow, and I probably should have just gone through it, but I looked to my right and saw there was a cop there, so I tried to slam on my brakes. I stopped dead in the center of the intersection, <laughs> and then I just meekly got dry. Oh, you <laughs> and got the cop me. Turned out behind me, and either because it wasn't his jurisdiction, because I think it was a county cop, or he saw who I was and just felt pity on me, he did not stop. Me. But a, he had every reason what to. What an idiot. Oh, Let you boy. go. It was a masterpiece of driving. No. <laughs> Sorry. That's all I got. Uh, Bob Basson. Basson? Basson? What do you want to call this guy? Basson. Whatever his parents right? called him, but we get a pick. Uh, he was a center, 284 games played, 80 or 98 points, plus 12. 
you know, I've heard I've heard the name before. Great guy, I'm sure. Steve Duchesne, four years uh, defenseman, 163 games played, 125 points. That's pretty good in the 90s, I'd say, for a defenseman. I guess he was a offensive defenseman before those even existed, I suppose. Well, I guess so long as Bobby Orr's existed, there's been offensive defensemen. But, you know, it wasn't in vogue. Uh, and then Carlo Koliakovo, speaking of an offensive defenseman, he's offensive. <laughs> 284 games played, 110 points, 19 goals, 91 assists, plus 9. His bones are made of glass. We feel bad for him, but the winner of 28 has got to go to... Yeah, and he has terrible takes. His takes are made of glass. <laughs> Indeed. The winner of this is Greg Peslowski uh, because was never in doubt. Because he's like my surrogate father. That's right. <laughs> if your father hadn't been your father, there's he would have been. That doesn't make any sense and doesn't true. He would have but... stayed around in that house. He would have said, I'm not moving. And your mom would have still moved. <laughs> and his wife would have still been there, but a whole Mormon situation. <laughs> I get to take back over the namesaying now. And I'll start with Eve Belanger, Doug Grant, Gord McTavish, Rick Heinz, Gary Edwards, Kurt Brackenberry, Glenn Hanlon, Greg Millen, Darren Kimball, Twitter friend Darren Kimball, Guy Herbert or Guy Herbert, perhaps no. <laughs> Jim Frivnick, Jeff Sargent, but not spelled right. Bruce Racine, which seems like a poison. Jamie <laughs> McLennan, Alexander Kavanov, Jeff Wojtka, Ty Conklin, Brett Sterling, Steve Ott. This was before he tore both hamstrings doing his splits into the boards. Ooh, which still makes me feel uncomfortable to think about. Uh, Colin Frazier, Martin Havlat. And Vince hey, Dunn. Martin Havlat scored a goal and said, I'm retiring. You're number 29's. Our Gwen Millen, who was a backup goalie for five years, started 209 games and uh, only 185 of them played in 209 games, I should say. Darren Kimball played 72 games here across two seasons and logged 294 penalty minutes, and he's a Twitter personality now. Alexander Kavanaugh, 284 games played, 90 points uh, in uh, those 284 games. Uh, as a defenseman, plus 26. Jeff Wojcicki, 152 games played, six games, uh, six goals, nine, 29 assists. And our very own Vince Dunn, 224 games played, 82 points, plus 30. Dunn has the edge over Kavanov in both categories. I'm giving it to Vince Dunn. Oh, 29's no. got VD, baby, and I'm not ashamed <laughs> of it. Um... What is the Vince Dunn situation, by the way? There's been nothing. There, there has been We'll start the season nothing. and he will have not been signed. Yeah, He's just gonna I can believe it. I can believe this season. is like a weird Ryan O'Reilly situation. And that we like need him, but we don't actually need him, so they go, bye. Number 30 is like practically all goalies. You got Seth Martin, Ted Wiemet, Gary Edwards, Jacques Plant, Michel Plas, Peter McDuff who sat on his McDuff, Jacques Caron, John Davidson, NHL uh, manager extraordinaire, John Davidson, Yves Belanger, who we just mentioned, Phil Meyer, Doug Grant, Rick Heinz, Paul Skidmore, Ooh. Michael LaRoque, Rick Walmsley, Vincent Riondo, John Casey, Rich Perron, Parent. I think it's... Par- 
Pop, Pop, Rich, as they call them. Reinhard Divis? Not Davis. Divis. Is it Divi? It's Divis. <laughs> Reinhard Divis, Chris Osgood, Tom Barrasso played six games for the Blues people. Apparently, in between Chris, I guess Chris Osgood got hurt and we brought in Tom Barrasso and like a weird, like future Martin Brodeur thing who we're about to talk about. Jason. Jason Bakashua, I think is how you say that, but who knows? Bakacha. Ben Bishop, Martin Brodeur, and Phoenix, Phoenix Copley. Uh, not a lot here. I gotta give you the honest truth. I gotta give you the goodness. Chris Osgood played 76 games, went 35, 28, and 10 with a 907 save percentage and a very respectable 234 goals against average. Ben Bishop played 13 games as a blue. I would have sworn it was like 15. I know. Uh, it was not. 13. And Martin Brodeur played 7, but was 3-3-0 with an 899 save percentage, 287 goals against average, and one shutout. I'm giving number 30 to blues legend Chris Osgood. <laughs> God, that's, even, that's almost <laughs> sadder. It's definitely worse. He's not even wasn't even good on the wings. No. He just so happened to be on the no, wings. He was just there. Man, has anyone ridden coattails harder than Chris freaking Oz? My favorite part is like whenever I think they'll like lightly bring that up sometimes uh-huh. to him or to like the group, and they're always like, "No, you c- no that no no that dude like without him we're screwed." Sort of thing. I'm like, yeah, in the sense that like you have a backup <laughs> boy that's worse than him. If you literally had an empty net, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you would have been screwed. They're always like, "No, dude, you don't get it," and I'm like, eh, I, think I, think get I, get it. It. "I think we get it. I think we get it." Number 31, Ernie Wakely, Bob Johnson, Jim Watt, Ed Staniowski, <laughs> Glenn Hanlon, Rick Hines, Curtis Joseph, Grant Fuhrer, and Chad Johnson. Blues legend Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson and Jacob Jarabek. A real pair. Uh, <laughs> number 31, uh, it's really a two-man race. Curtis Joseph, 1990-1995, played 280 games, 137-96-34 and 34, with a 907 save percentage of 304 goals against average and five shutouts. But he did let that one goal in from center ice that one time, so screw him. He's, <laughs> He's out. Grant Fuhrer, 1996-1999, 249 games played, 187-41, and 41, 900 save percentage 268 goals against average and 11 shutouts he had a positively insane 1995-96 that i will talk about anytime i get the opportunity because he came to camp too fat mike keenan was pissed off he went and got a trainer he sat for a couple of games and then he started 79 79 games in that season he started 79 it was an 80 it might have been an 84 game season but Still. it was, it doesn't matter, 30, 28, and 16, 903, 903, save percentage, 287, goals against average, three shutouts. Somehow those cold-hearted bastards ranked him sixth in the vest. I was like, how? Which, here's the thing. If there was a goalie who was actually good that year, like his numbers were way better, I get it. Fine, you want to put him first. There were not... Five goalies better than this guy are more important. He was also sixth in the heart, which is laughable. That's clearly a number one in the heart. That's true. He's 79 games as a goalie. That's insane. That's absurd. I was like, you had to be Cam top Talbot three. did like 73 recently or something insane, but that's insane. 
came back, started 73 the next season at 34. I may, I'm sure some people disagree with me. I'm giving the edge to Grant Fuhr on this one just because of that season. It's insane. It's legendary to me. It's so nuts. Uh, would you go Curtis Joseph? Uh, you know what? Probably. I, I feel it's like probably I probably fair. would. It's but... probably fair. But I think that's I, that, that's pretty crazy. That though. one's about as close to a tie to me as as you can get. Curtis Joseph, I get it. I that's probably the right call. I'm just I every time I think about that Grant Fuhr season, it just blows my mind. And honestly, folks, with 32, we're ending on a real dud. Uh, Jim Nill and Elaine Vigneault, uh, both uh, NHL executives and coaches, uh, were players on the team. With that number, Doug Evans and Nelson Emerson, Doug Crossman and Donald Dufresne, Stefan Mateau, Mike Eastwood, not even going to try, Vladimir Orshgaj, oh wow, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have skipped the other one. Okay, Aris Bramanis and Vladimir Orshog, Orshog Vili Nimanen, Chris Porter, and Tage Thompson, folks. This is a three-man race, and it is a horse race. These are three thoroughbreds. You get to take your pick of Doug Evans with 163 games played, 16 goals, 32 assists, and 48 points. Chris Porter, 173 games played, 11 goals, 16 assists, and 27 points. And Stefan Matteau with 120 games played, 23 goals, and 33 assists for 56 points and a plus seven. I'm giving the edge to Stefan Matteau. My toe. I've heard that. My toe. I've heard that name. Um, yeah, it's a name that I knew, which felt like enough. Uh, quick check of NHL.com to see if there's no any breaking news. There is not. They're looking for flexibility in their scheduling. It couldn't be more flexible. It doesn't exist. <laughs> um, when do you think we're getting hockey again? When do you think? Um... They really, they really should try to do like Christmas Day or the day after, but they're not gonna. February. I think we're talking. I think we're pushing even further back now. We don't even have rumblings. That's what I think is so funny is like every time a month at camp, right? Yeah, they'll always talk about how like well they said January first, and well they've said that it could be other options. They haven't said no to January first yet, so we gotta operate like it's still like that. I'm like, dude, you gotta decide quick. Because it's like holiday season and people want to be like, these players want to be like, can I go and just chill with like my family at home for the holidays? Or am I going to be like having to report to camp already or what the hell, man? So I'm surprised they haven't at least come out and said that much. Like, okay, it's not going to be January 1st at least. And we can inform you more as we've bought ourselves more time. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not optimistic for actual meaningful hockey games to be played until February. And then after that, I think because they're going to want to try and get back onto a regular schedule. They're probably not going to do, I would, I'd say they're probably do like 60 games, right? I think they're going to shave a good 20 off and be like, okay, we'll cram these together. A lot of what they've talked about too is like doing baseball style stuff where, you know, you play the same team in like a series, like three games in a row and or at least two games in a row and they might be in the exact same place. So you're not doing, you know, St. Louis, Chicago, you're just, St. Louis will play Chicago in Chicago for two nights in a row sort of thing just to kind of reduce travel and get as many games in as possible. So it'll be interesting to see how the schedule plays out. But yeah, it feels like first, obviously they got to plan the schedule themselves, but 
as far as transparency goes, it looks like the first thing they're gonna have to do is move the, uh, the start date back, the potential start date back and away from January 1st. It was, it was a good idea. I just don't think it's gonna, it's not gonna work. It doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think, I don't know. I want it. I want hockey so desperately, but I'm also at the point where I'm like, just cancel this. Isn't, I don't know. Like, <laughs> What's going on here? Why can't? How do you not? De- how do you not decide? How how do you not? Okay, okay. I'm fine. I'm great. My shirt is wet, but I from your own saliva. I'm. I don't get it. Decide. Announce. Pick. It's not going to get any better if you're just sitting trying to read the tea leaves, mm-hmm. unless you can arrange with the government to give all of your players vaccines. You know, like to be first off the line, which would cause a freaking firestorm yeah. uh, if you did. Um, but, you know, for operational purposes, it'd be great. Um, but failing that, like nothing's going to change between now and when you reasonably need to start a season, you know. So, mm. like, I just just announce something and get rolling because you just seems like you're just indecisive and kind of useless now. I don't know. Tell me more about the season. I'm sick of waiting, and um, obviously I can wait longer, but like, it's just annoying to hear them talk about all these rumblings, and then they'll always have to backtrack, and be like, just so you know, these are all rumblings, and nothing's set in stone, so it's like, well, then I don't care about all your words. Just yeah. tell me when something, tell me when you got something good. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, we don't have anything good, um, so we're done talking for today. <laughs> But, you know, we've got plenty of other podcasts in the Empire. Uh, check, check out One Girl, Two Needles, our knitting podcast. Oh, God. To... <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> what that is. Brought to you by Laura Dern. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know why she wanted to narrate a podcast on our Empire, but she did. Very nice of her. She's uh, brought back the pink hair from Star Wars, which, huh. weird choice. Uh, not a good character. I don't call for it. Not a good like... character. Real, real... Just, just a disaster of a character, honestly. I'm not being real, she ruined Star she Wars. She did, uh, but she doesn't ruin knitting. She's very good at it. So uh, that is definitely what two girls, one girl, two needles is about. Um, you know, uh, check out two guys, one cup, and all of its various forms. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, Saturday night, some Monday night, with our soccer talk lads podcast, which. For those keeping track at home, is the only one of these that is remotely real, except for the other two guys one cup. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, give us a, you know, subscribe. Give us a review. Haven't gotten any. The well's dry. Gotta read something crazy. Somebody say something wild. And, yeah, you have anything else you want to say? You want to talk about? Um... No, I mean, just just enjoy those reverse retros on Monday. Just, you know, don't yuck someone else's yum. Yep. Gross. <laughs> yeah, if somebody else likes it, you don't have to prove them that they're wrong. So get your yuck away that. from my yum. <laughs> just let people put their thing down, flip it, and reverse it. That's Missy Ellis. And we can all live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. that's really the lesson of this podcast folks we're all about joy here so uh just because it doesn't spark joy in you doesn't mean it doesn't spark joy in somebody else you can thank it and throw it in the bin 
but that doesn't mean that they have to. Now it's getting to be a Marie Kondo podcast, and she's got her own podcast on our network, so we're not going to worry about that. Folks, we've talked long enough. My shirt is wet. Good night. Good night. <laughs> See my hips and my tips so chop. See my ass and my lips don't chop.